0: Hi, my name is Gus, and this year I turned 50 and hit official menopause. I have a dream where every woman past 40 looks forward to, even prepares for, and feels excited about the richness, the potential, the opportunities that await her as she makes the transition from mother to menopause. This podcast was born out of my desire to bring these conversations out into the open for more ears to hear. I sense there is a quiet revolution underway where a new story around menopause and the years leading up to it is being reclaimed and rewritten by the women who are choosing to make this transition in their own way. Women who want to break free from the cultural expectations of how this phase of our life should play out and look. From experience, I know this takes inner work and being truly unapologetically ourselves, but it is potent and available to every single woman who wants it. This podcast is an invitation to open your mind and heart to relish even in the possibilities and opportunities that I believe this part of our life journey offers us. I'll be having conversations with women in their 40s and 50s who are navigating this transition and rewriting their menopause story in their own unique way, to one that is much more fulfilling, enriching and meaningful than we might have been led to believe was possible. You will no doubt hear how change is embraced rather than feared, how vibrant and exciting life can be at this age. My intention with these conversations is that they are thought-provoking, expansive and uplifting. That they inspire feelings of curiosity, open-heartedness and courage. These stories of ours are not pre-scripted, they are ours to write or rewrite. And this feels like true freedom to me. Welcome to Rewriting Menopause Stories. In this podcast episode, I am talking to the beautiful Lisa Pauley. Often we don't realise we are in the process of perimenopause. And in this conversation with Lisa, I loved hearing her talk and explain about the contrast and the confusion and the intensity she felt in her mid-40s as she straddled two opposing fields and forces within her one was her soul wanting expansion and creativity and moving into newness whilst her body on the other hand was saying whoa hold on no 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 you don't do that and it was turning up the dials on symptoms she experienced you'll hear as well how lisa responded to these these perimenopause mid-40s wobbles i'm going to call them by pulling in and doubling down on tools that she'd already become familiar with during her life, as well as some new ones that crossed her path. Practices like meditation, yoga, energy work, crystal ball sound healing, essential oils, acupoint therapy, all of which Lisa teaches and holds space for within her business and her offerings. And she talks about how she used these tools to not just reconnect to herself, but also to allow herself to shift and change with this transition into menopause and feel deeply nourished by that. You'll also hear Lisa talking about and recognising other times in her life when her hormones had made her sit up and take notice. And I love what an important reminder this is to all of us of the exquisite importance of recognising our full hormonal journey as women so that we can appreciate and traverse our perimenopause with much more understanding and insight. I've included all of Lisa's details and her work, her offerings in the show notes. So be sure to tap into her stunning offerings. But for now, I will leave you with our conversation. Enjoy. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the podcast. So happy to be here, Gus.
1: Um, how yes, lovely!
0: I'm so excited. And we've actually, before we press record, we've already been talking for three quarters of an hour about this. We should have just pressed record, darling, shouldn't we? We should have just pressed record. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about having this conversation with Lisa. Um, Lisa's also going through menopause into menopause and just from the little well not just little all the conversations we've had around this topic I know that I know that she has been approaching it and living it in her way and that's why I'm so excited to to chat to you a bit more about it.
1: Mm. It's interesting Gus if I may say I'm um, I consider myself um, post-menopause now you know and it's an interesting one even that conversation in terms of um, you know, uh, um, categorizing or you know, labeling us at this stage. But I've, I've, my last cycle was 18 months ago. So I guess in that sense, I'm post-menopause, whatever that means, officially, but, <laughs> officially, but it, it does feel like the journey does have, maybe not distinct phases, but it's, it's I can definitely look back and go, ah, oh, yeah, those are the telltale signs. Oh yeah, that's when I was in the thick of it. Oh yeah, I was kind of coming through it. Oh now I'm here. <laughs> so there's definitely a pathway that we 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 work, walk on together. But but yeah, I just wanted to say because I feel actually, Gus, I I think I'm post menopause, whatever that means.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really feel that about seeing the seeing the different paths of the, as you go through it as you look back. Mm-hmm. So if we were to um, start at the very beginning before we even before you even hit menopause Hmm. perimenopause even so maybe pre-40 did you what was your imprint what was the imprint you had about uh perimenopause and menopause so what what impressions did you have whether that was from your mother or from cultural you know imprints media imprints what were they do you remember
1: um I remember feeling it was something that um Older older women get in my forties, and I remember being in, you know being forty, and be, for my fortieth birthday was like a pivotal kind of year. There was in, in my mind, perimenopause wasn't even in in there in the, in you know in my peripheral vision at all, um, and certainly from my mum's point of view, you know from my um, my ancestral line, um, menopause was hardly talked about um mum had been or has been on hrt for many many years and um her you know her aging in from my experience she didn't define it in terms of perimenopause menopause there's very little conversation around it actually all i know is that i i really suffered with my periods and before that had um A a number of years in postnatal depression. And so hormones have always been um, very much my focus in terms of working with them and being aware of them and having a a, teenage daughter really being aware of her moving into her own hormonal journey. So perimenopause, um, I almost thought it was something other older ladies had. little did i know <laughs> i was becoming one of those women and for me um again you know looking back there was a definite change around 45 for me 45 where um m- m- it's so interesting actually because when i think of the phys- my, my physical symptoms that my pms seemed to um worsen <laughs> Um, symptoms seemed to be exacerbated by food, by um, my um, my drive to change. I felt as though I was wanting to expand more into new work. I remember I, I I started a new business. You know, I started two new businesses. Actually, I trained as a yoga teacher. I started to get this huge kind of new lease of life. At the same time, my body started to to play tricks on me. I remember thinking that, thinking, what's going on? I've got all this amazing newness and, you know, wanting to f- feel more expansive, but my body was feeling more, had more ailments. I had my IBS symptoms returned and um, anxiety started to really um, become prevalent and my cycles became more intense. And I, I remember my diary was, you know, really um each month kind of rolled into the next. And I think I probably had seven days where I felt symptom free. And the, the three weeks of that month were p- pretty hormonally driven and focused in terms of feeling very um, cramps and tummy aches and IBS symptoms and anxiety and, and, and actual kind of the period, the period, um, the period phase felt very intense. And that that happened for a good few years. And I worked with my tools of oils and yoga. And that was why I started to work with those modalities, because I didn't want to just rely on ibuprofen and, you know, and the prescriptions from the doctors, I thought there has to be another way. So my journey into perimenopause felt very, confusing and intense but I didn't know I was in perimenopause when I was in it I only realized I was in perimenopause when I think I was 49 when I looked back and went hang on my periods have stopped does that mean I'm now in menopause and then I re- started to reflect and think oh my goodness all that intensity of physical um, symptoms and emotions and that feeling of who am I, that discombobulation, that was perimenopause. God. How didn't I <laughs> know that? I felt ridiculous looking back, going, I was in shock. I think I've been in perimenopause for four years. I never knew.
0: Fascinating, isn't it? That we that we just because of the lack of general talking about it, you know, that we don't realize that it's a a sort of journey of time and progression Mm. that like you said for you you really noticed it around 45 I know when I look back I can start to see the tendrils of it weaving in from like just soon after I turned 40 just through decisions I was making not so much the physical initially but there was there was there was a point by the time I hit 43 where my body was I could tell my body was knocking at my door Mm -hmm. going hey 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 you need to check this out and look at this because I was just trying to carry on as I'd always had, and that wasn't working for me anymore. And I think that's that for me was a big turning point. So I'm curious. So, you clearly at 45, looking back, you saw that there was this expansive, like creative surge in you, and yet that was coupled with your body going, uh uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. you know, three weeks of the month, I want you to pay attention to me. Can you um elaborate more on the tools and techniques or practices you use to kind of take you through that process and out of it? You mentioned yoga oils. I mean, was there anything else that you did? So it it,
1: it is interesting because it is a retrospective one. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and, and actually, this is you know, this is where I feel like um my arms want to just envelop um 40, 40, you know, 40 to 45-year-old women and just go. Can you be kinder and more compassionate and more loving to yourself than I was? Because at the time, I didn't know that these symptoms were perimenopause. All I knew in my heart, I had these, I wasn't releasing. I was almost expanding. I was almost becoming, um, you know, um, stepping into new opportunities and feeling my nervous system like reverberating, going, oh, my God, Lise, what are you doing? My anxiety levels increased so i i turned to my yoga mat and um my yoga my yoga practice became um recovery recovery for my nervous system and i then met essential oils through working with yoga and they then became an absolute pivotal tool in supporting my nervous system and my ibs and anxiety um and detoxing my system for you know with um almost kind of starting that understanding of what i'm putting in and on my body is directly impacting my nervous system my my um experience in 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 the month um and so i i i was working in the field of yoga and teaching it and it was almost this this you know the symbiotic relationship i would think well i need to get on my yoga mat and i need to teach what i'm learning because it's it is calming my, my my body. I am feeling nourished. I am allowing myself to get on the mat to take restorative yoga postures. I am doing yoga nidra. I remember that was a pivotal thing when I started to step into um, deep rest and p- give myself permission to take daily moments of deep rest. I also started to work with sound healing um, through experiencing the deep rest and the deep re- recalibration it gave my cells um, I then thought, Oh, what is this? What is this? I need to embrace because it's really nourishing me on a cellular level. And so, you know, sound healing, working with alchemy, crystal bowls and essential oils and yoga nidra. So really bringing my body to a state of deep rest and deep nourishment that then started to be my medicine that then was the medicine that, so, so that, so, giving myself permission to take moments of deep rest and um, giving my, my body, and it sounds, you know, permission to pause. And that is crucial, and that was crucial. And daily, and I almost did it. I remember thinking, right, when can I do this? When the kids aren't in, when my husband's not in, when no one knows I'm having a sleep. In the afternoon, because that's what old ladies do, and that's what lazy people do. I remember having that in my head. That's what, and so I, I had that, that that narrative, and and as soon as I stopped thinking this is, and I started to say to my kids, "Um, oh, I'm doing a yoga, you know, on a weekend. Um, I'm doing a nidra. Um, three o'clock would be my yoga nidra time," and they'd be like, "Okay, mom." And I remember at one point. Um, one of them kind of saying, Hmm, mommy, if you done your jerk today, have you got on your mat today? Because it was obvious my, my capacity to cope and my capacity to, um, be compassionate and be loving and be kind and be forgiving. All of that was like, Zh-h-h-h. because I hadn't given myself permission to take that rest. So that's one thing that I would say, you know, from my side, from really embracing holistic menopause, which is what I'm doing which is what I've been doing for, um, actively for, um, 18 months. Um, so interestingly, you know, the time of this, this, this recording, um, you know, I, I am 18 months into my, my menopause and my cycle stopped. Um, when we went into lockdown, the first lockdown in the pandemic and, that's when my so it was almost a uh, uh, you know you know the, the the permission to draw within and to come in was global <laughs> it wasn't just for me but having that being at home and creating that space at home really gave me um, the the permission to create these moments of pause to give myself permission to pause.
0: That's also beautiful, and you've really made me think about the way you described the giving yourself permission. It it makes me think as a as a mother, we so deeply care for our children, don't we? We give this depth of care and love Mm. to our children, to the family, and I really feel like this time in our life is is about turning that that spotlight, that light of deep self care and love and attention onto ourselves. And Mm. like you said, we're so you know we we, we don't even want to admit that we're doing that because it feels like wrong that we should Mm. give ourselves that permission allow ourselves like you said this deep rest or whatever Mm. it is we need
1: Mm.
0: it's um it's incredible um i wonder whether when you look back on those on those times that you were navigating all of this specifically as you described the physical symptoms that were taking over three weeks of your of your month and how you started to bring in practices it sounds like the practice almost came to you but mm-hmm. do you do you can you feel into at that time whether you had an inherent trust in yourself doing these things that you trusted that you were going to figure this out do you, do you do you know that or not do you have a sense of that that's really or- or did you, do you feel like you were just grabbing anything that was coming your way and trying it?
1: I think it was, um, you, you know, you you mentioned about this lens that, you know, the, 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 the um, and I felt a significant shift with, from my lens um, being beamed outward to the thing of, okay, um, what solutions have you got for me? Okay, fix me, come on, what is this hormone thing? What is this perimenopause thing, you know, looking back? Um, as I was going through it, you know, I didn't realize it was perimenopause. I just knew I was navigating this hormonal uh, um, um, discombobulation. And all I knew is that um, the tools that I had at my fingertips were bringing me closer to um, my innate nature, that... And I was and I was connecting te- deeper, much more deeply with nature, which I found so nourishing. And so, along with that, I I, I used to walk regularly through the forests. I would, you know, having dogs was a, like a gift because it meant I had to go out. I had to go out to walk them. And it was it was in those times when I was slowing my breathing down, when I was walking in the trees, when I was. Um, looking up at the sky and not at my phone or my laptop and breathing in the oxygenated air and consciously taking taking those slower, deeper breaths. Um, the revelations would come, Gus. You know, the moments of deep love and deep nourishment. And I would have conversations with myself regularly on these walks. Um, and I'd almost kind of have in my mind this podcast that I would be giving, you know, having these. But I would be almost... Almost nurturing myself, you know and and it was yes, you're right it 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 did feel as though um these these beautiful tools came to me, but it was almost it was almost like that's what I had to work with because that's what I was that i that's what I'd leaned into, and so the lens from you know almost stopped being you know how can I teach yoga to people, how can I bring benefit how can i it was like actually Liz, what oils can you really, really bring in to support your nervous system? To really help your hot sweats, to help your nervous system. What what practices can you do? What do you need to do? You know, rather than forcing myself to teach vinyasa yoga, I just wanted to do restorative. And so I taught restorative yoga, and I and I started to really embrace Yin yoga, and I and I, I qualified as a Yin yoga teacher, and it brought back my days. Um, many years ago, um, having studied and practiced Shiatsu. Um, so my, Chinese, my background in Chinese medicine and meridian theory and working with acupuncture points and working with energy started to come through. And it was almost like all of these disparate pieces of a jigsaw puzzle started to fall into place. And interestingly, you know, you mentioned in our previous conversation um, in terms of the the teenage years, and as we come into our hormones, um, you, you know, I remember when I was fourteen. That's when I started to meditate. I taught myself how to meditate when I was fourteen because I started to have anxiety and panic attacks. And the doctor gave me, you know, medicine, ibuprofen, you know, headache tip tablets. They just made my stomach bad, and I remember feeling more anxious. <laughs> And so I took myself off to Waterstones and bought all the books that they had in their tiny self-help section, which kind of now makes me giggle because now they have a whole floor dedicated to self-help. But in those days, you know, when I was 14, it was like a shelf and I taught myself to meditate because it felt that was the only thing that stopped me feeling like, like I was plugged into the mains and, and When I now, when I and I then I think of post baby, postpartum, that postnatal depression felt very similar, like I was plugged in and then plugged pulled out. So anxiety and depression, and it's all related to hormones. And now at 50, looking back at being 45 to 49, it's like, oh my God, it's the same feelings that I had when I was 14. And then when I was postnatal, and now. So these are pivotal, you know, times in a woman's life that are dominated or defined by hormones. And my response to them naturally was the same. When I was 14, I taught myself to meditate. When I had postnatal depression, I took myself to, yo- to yoga. That's when I started to practice yoga. I-, I recovered on the yoga mat. And now, 50, I'm weaving t- the tools of, you know, Acupuncture practice with aroma point therapy, sound healing, for the resonance and the cellular support that they give our, our cells, essential oils because of the connection to nature, and you know bringing me my nervous system back into calibration, meditation, breath work. It's like those are the tools that I have really um, gathered together, and, it's, and that's the holistic menopause journey for me.
0: Beautiful. I love that. And I love that you mentioned and you took it right back to when you first got your first period back into because I think again this journey that we make as women, this incredible journey, is just not recognized at all. And so, you know, we have the, the moment we get our first period, we have, you know, if we if we get pregnant, those those moments where we're having these big hormone surges and changes, and then obviously menopause and paramenopause, especially, and um. I feel like when we have a lot of symptoms around those, those places, like you mentioned, you had the um, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, was that um, cyclical an- anxiety connected to your periods? You said it started after you got your first period.
1: Gosh, I haven't, haven't identified it. but It sometimes that...
0: can be. Gosh, yeah and obviously some girls get a lot of issues around general PMS you know that week before mm-hmm. period it could be emotional it could be physical and mm-hmm. then there's the postpartum depression mm-hmm. those are like wake-up calls in a way to us mm-hmm. going hey things are out of balance for whatever reason and this can be very personal depending on you know how much, how people's life are you know is is it are they feeling chronically stressed are they dealing with you know, unresolved trauma, do they have nutritional deficiencies? I mean, it could be a whole mix of different things. Mm. And it's like, you have these little wake up calls, and then you're going to feel your perimenopause, if if, you know, especially if you if you haven't found any tools to help you through those, those other phases, which you did. And it's almost like a remembrance, it sounds like that you're like, Oh, my gosh, these tools, let me plug them in again, um, and really refocus on them and really find the difference in this last phase, perimenopause. It's fascinating.
1: Absolutely, sweetheart. And what I'll say is um, it's very clear to me that any unresolved areas of need and um, um, healing, any areas that, that I neglected <laughs> over the years, either you know, um, teenage, in my 20s, burning out, whatever it was, when you were in perimenopause and menopause, they present themselves <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> either as a huge mountain or as kind of little nuggets of wisdom and the wisdom of menopause and the wisdom of perimenopause I think that it gives us is there's no hiding anymore there's no masking it there's no hiding it we are literally being stripped bare and I you know I see the hot sweats I see all of those those symptoms as almost exacerbating the, um, the experiences that I just used to mask with carrying on being busy, or I just used to kind of, um, just used to dive into work a little bit more, or, or I'd, you know, not quite, um, give myself permission to do that yoga or, or to kind of go for that walk, but in menopause, perimenopause, it's almost like, no, you gotta, you gotta just pause, you know, you gotta slow down. And I, you know, it's it's the the irony of it. Menopause, you know, from the Greek, as we know, you know, meno month and pausal, and um, pause to stop. And it and it's almost the clue is in the name. We need to really take this time to to pause that that um, that speed of light that we have perhaps been living throughout our our maiden status throughout our motherhood give ourselves permission to to create space again Mm -hmm. um or it will be created for us because a lot of women get to this stage and it triggers illness it triggers you know so many um autoimmune issues deep um yeah and i and i have a number of clients and deep dear friends who are coming to me going this 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 xyz started with my perimenopause this, you know, adrenal fatigue or this, you know, it, they can track it down to their the perimenopause phase. So one thing that I would, that I, that that is a, a deep desire is to support women in their early forties now, prevention, yeah. nurturance, you know, really let's look at how we can support our nervous systems now so that when we get to this stage, when we get to our late forties, we're not we're not a brick wall does not descend in front of us or you know or our bodies do not just stop we are actually given these clues so that we can work with them mm. this and this this for me feels like the new narrative around menopause that we need to start introducing into um, the spheres of 40 plus women not get to 50 and go oh
0: my god is that what it was <laughs> I'm So with you on this i'm so with you and i you know i love the way you said you know it's going to serve up on a plate everything you've been neglecting and that isn't just physical that's also very much emotional mental spiritual even and i feel like there's a, a massive clarity that arrives that can feel extremely trigger triggering and uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you suddenly see with this incredible clarity things that maybe you were a little bit blurred before um you know you see that my god that is yeah you know, I, I I can't you know I can't live like that anymore I can't be like that or I don't you know, I'm hating that or that's making me feel like this and you 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 get all this feedback with so much clarity mm-hmm. um but I and I think that can scare some women because like you said it can be a you feel like a huge mountain that suddenly arrived on a plate to deal with oh, and we
1: put band-aids on and we put, yes,
0: we put- it a bit yeah And and I feel like but actually if we if we knew that this is being served on a plate and we have the capacity to deal with this at this phase Mm -hmm. of our life, this is literally what's happening um, as our hormones shift and change and affect our brain chemistry, too. I wonder, knowing all that, if you now look back, I feel a a large chunk of moving through and dealing with what's on that plate Mm -hmm. is to do with releasing and dissolving what doesn't work for you anymore do you notice and see patterns of release through your perimenopause journey do you, do you see can you see if can you look back and go yeah I had to dissolve that I had to release that I had to reimagine the way that works I'm just curious whether you saw any patterns of release whether they were physical emotional relationship you know anything
1: yeah it's it's I think it's almost um I think when you said It's the whole you. Um, That cannot be stressed more because I think sometimes we think of releases happening on just a physical level. Um, But I know that the the menopause journey, the perimenopausal journey is, you know, the, the holistic version, the holistic conversations that I feel are really important for us to have are the conversations around the fact that your soul starts to become really loud. <laughs> the whispers of your soul start to become really like niggly. Whereas maybe we we were just too busy with the kids or we were too busy with our job or we were too busy trying to keep our weight loss down or, you know, you know, it's like suddenly our all of the stuff that the, the, the maybe the confines that we kind of lived in, they start to loosen off and we start to the soul and our, Journey starts to take on a, a um, from my side, a, a, a much more deeper and a um, a weightier version in terms of heart. Heart start my heart and my soul start started and have have become so um, important. They are the central force in my life. Um, and so what dissolved for that is being a people pleaser saying yes leading with my personality smiling all the time when I was breaking up inside you know when I just wanted to cry not having conversations with people because I was afraid of what I really felt and you know now is the time where where you just allow that voice to come through allow your truth truth to come through and so what what dissolved for me was you know certain physical things you know um treating my body almost like a machine even with yoga even you know on the mat the the, the 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 need to be a certain shape and to be a certain flexibility that changed from being you know this image of what a yoga practitioner or a teacher should look like to an inner like this is like all about your your soul journey and therefore working with more restful, more, you know, restorative postures as opposed to Ashtanga and Ayanga, which is what I, you know, was really going with. And so the outward expression of of offering, my offerings released and changed, um, soulful heart journey, who I was expecting to be to others um, and who I was expecting myself to be for others, all of that dissolved. It's almost, Gus, it's almost like, what didn't <laughs> what didn't release <laughs> and and that's still that's it's and i'm still in releasing mode and the joy of that and this is what i'm understanding now is that when i don't fear release anymore because there is this beautiful reciprocal energy this beautiful figure of eight weaving energy that occurs when you allow for the release because then there's space for expansion to occur and that expansion occurs on from the soul and from mother earth at this phase in of this at this transitioning phase when we allow ourselves to merge with it and and that that for me is this that's menopause it's joyous it's expansive it's the most vibrant and energetically magnetizing experience that I want to welcome women into because it isn't just about your bloody symptoms. It isn't just about, oh my God, you're going to put on weight and you're going to start feeling knackered and you're going to start, your skin's going to thin and your hair's going to thin and your nails are going to, yes, and yes, you don't sleep as well. And yes, you did it and yes, it is the physical symptoms, but. I don't want us to start thinking that's what menopause is, that we then have to just overcome the physical symptoms. Yes, of course we work with our physical symptoms because they are presenting the things that we need to work on. But it's this, it's the joy, it's the light, it's the vibrancy, it's the radiance, it's the expansiveness, it's the community of heart, soul-led women that you are re- resonance with, that you are you in resonance with that's menopause, darling.
0: Yeah, I'm so happy you shared that. I, I think that, you know, change is, is because it involves the unknown. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that it's often resisted and um, I'm sure if I was, a, was to ask, you do you feel like you're a different person today than you were five years ago, 10 years ago. You'd be. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, in order for that to happen, change is involved naturally. Um, change, evolution, have you want to see it? But I do feel that there there sometimes is this um, fear around change, because what does it actually mean? What there's the unknown on the other side of change and there's a lot of holding on. To keep things as they are and i feel like this this energy of resistance creates a certain friction Mm -hmm. and so you you're talking about how what didn't i release you know uh, in these years but in in the sort of granular micro moments of that those changes that you made small or large were they always easy or were Mm -hmm. they actually sometimes really difficult I'm still going through all
1: the difficult things and the releasing things. You know, I'm sat here and I'm, I'm currently um, re, really looking at how I want to birth these this energy, this vibrancy that I hold in my heart, how, how I can birth that into projects, into, you, know, courses, into communities, with other women. And Gus the fears around oh I don't know how to I don't know the tech I don't know how to do the kajabi I don't know how you know and I don't know how to and it's an old patterns of you're not good enough Lise. who wants to hear from you you've not got a doctorate you're you're not a GP you're not a da 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 of course Gus the, the fear and the um the old patterning is so ingrained and that's ancestral, that's lifetimes, that's, you know, my cells are holding fear patterns from my great-great-grandma. And, you know, so working with the mother wound is really important in this. And, and I think it's, it, it opens us up to such excavation. And and therefore, this, these conversations, these truth-bearing moments with with, with women who get you, see you, feel you, and know that it's not easy. But even though this, this isn't easy, it it still doesn't dampen my energetic vibrancy, my, my desire to get this out. It just means I just need to work through the fear a little bit more and, and step into the fear and admit that I'm gonna have both fear and expansion on either shoulder and that's how I'm going to walk forwards it's not about me conquering fear and then I'll do it I'm going to it's like walking with the imperfections and walking with fear and doing it and I'm not saying feel the fear and do it anyway you know obviously that is the thing but it's almost that thing of what have you got to lose Lise what have we got to lose at this stage in our lives and I think the more The more real we are in this journey and the more imperfect we are and the more, well, let's just do what we can and get it out there. And then also the more compassionate we are with ourselves and trusting and trusting that, you know, that example that the gifts that I want to share desperately with others will come, will unfurl. Will manifest Kajabi will suddenly go da 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 and make perfect sense to me it's yeah. coming,
0: yeah, yeah, um yes, exactly, it's coming, and I think also that um I think of um even myself, you know in my mother phase archetype, where <clears throat> I was and like you said, to rewind a bit, like you said, we're all carrying. Um, our own stories and experiences but also sometimes even going back to our mothers or grandmothers you know and that's that sort of generational um, stories we might be carrying that might be unresolved or trying to be resolved or in the process of being resolved but either way we are so used to um, I've noticed we're so used to compromising so much in our mother phase of our life partly because we have to sacrifice so much to be the caregivers and mothers that we are, to be in that mode of you know, unconditional love, giving. And we're just so programmed to be like that, that we forget that as we hit this perimenopause phase, we're actually, we've got to the point where we, we don't actually stand by ourselves that much. You know, we might feel something, want something, but we kind of maybe keep it quiet because it kind of goes against this or it kind of might upset somebody or it kind of might look like a little bit selfish. And so so, we, we edit ourselves so much. We edit our expression and our fullness and our truth. And yet when you hit perimenopause, I feel like if you carry on living like that and you carry on trying to keep all the maybe different hats that you wear or facades that you might have got used to carrying and no judgment in this at all. But mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to be much rawer, and you need to take all of that off and just really understand that your true purpose at this point is just to be wholly and truly yourself, mm-hmm. and in a very unex you know expressed and unedited way. And I feel like there's again this tension that arises when we are trying to hold it all together, which is something we've been so used to doing as mothers when we hit perimenopause and this is about the the shedding isn't it it's about the shedding the unbinding the releasing Mm -hmm. letting go Mm -hmm. and yeah I feel like the more that you resist that Mm. the more tension arises which can of course then spill over into physical mental emotional well-being you know
1: yeah I was going to say there's there's something that I felt the word stuck was something that I remember feeling I felt stuck in those perimenopause years and again you know looking at all of the different things that we can weave into our day so that we aren't either a stuck record like kind of you know going back to what we knew going back to what worked because that's what expected because we're just stuck that then translates into our energy that then translates into our um, organ health you know Chinese medicine um would would say stagnancy is the um the cause of all disease and so um flow that you know when we think of flow I think if if we can just really embrace <laughs> the the true meaning of flow as opposed to oh just flow with life just go with the flow it's like oh sod off i'm not going anywhere i'm not flowing anywhere but what i want us to do is encourage us to step into experiences that create more flow in our life and so you know for me that would be working with energy so you're moving energy around the body so you're you're creating more flow and um, you are you you know, wild water swimming, you know, emerging with water, going into nature so that you're remembering the natural state of flow. And so you are not stuck so that your cells are being released of any stagnancy so that your, your organs can process toxins out more freely. All of this is pivotal to move us from learnt behaviours that, that are literally stuck in our cells that are emotions that are stuck in our cells, therefore keep on being triggered. Therefore the charge is still within us. And we we respond and we sound like, we go, oh my God, I sound like my mother, or I sound like my teenager, or, you know, it's because we still have that energetic charge stuck in our body. And in perimenopause and in menopause, the invitation is for us to find new rhythm You know, from my side as a menopausal woman, I no longer have the cycle of my, my, my period to give me the rhythm that I used to have. And so I'm leaning into nature's rhythm more. And so this, the cycle of the moon has become much more pivotal. Um, and you know, (laughs) Gus and I earlier, we were talking, weren't we, about, um, these kind of offerings and, and another ridiculous title of, of something that I want to birth is, um, the moon, the menopause and me. Because it's like the moon has become really important to me now because I no longer have my, my menstrual cycle. Yeah. And it's flow. It's about flow. But it's not putting that pressure on our, our mind. We've just got to go with the flow. It's truly looking at what can bring more flow. And it's like practical things like drink more water, get more oils in your life do tapping, get your energy flowing, get on that, that mat and listen to sound because that is the ultimate way to flow any blockages through the body to reverberate, you know, have sound resonance, play with vibrational energy. Anything that is going to create more fluidity in our system is going to be beneficial to our brain health, our heart, our kidneys, our liver, our mitochondria and our cells to our emotions, all of it. So, The stuckness that we can often feel where we just are repeating old patterns of behavior. Um, That is, for me, that's a big invitation in menopause, in perimenopause, to really step into that which brings more flow.
0: I totally agree with that. And I have been obsessed with rhythm as well and realizing how much we are really, again, hardwired to plug into a rhythm that's outside of us Mm -hmm. that isn't natural it's a sort of man-made rhythm whether that's nine to five Monday to Friday yeah whatever's going you know and it's it's so important again it's something that your body demands that you do and you might ignore it you unplug from that and you plug back into your own rhythm and that of nature because the two are so similar I mean you can't go wrong plugging into nature like you said it's just Mm -hmm. just watch nature just you know, cultivate this sense of presence that you mentioned earlier brings you into this deep sort of stillness mm. where you can just be in that and, you know, feel that resonance with a more natural rhythm. And oh, I think that's just so important. That's been such a major part of my shift and change as well. is understanding the rhythms and like you following the moon without a cycle. Mm but also nature you know and just seeing the cycles of life within nature life and death stagnation Mm -hmm. and growth and how that's all just completely normal so instead of us thinking oh my god this is happening and this is a bad thing there's something wrong with me I'm broken I need fixing it's like no we're all going through these cycles Mm -hmm. on a monthly basis sometimes on a weekly daily basis and Mm -hmm. it's about really being present with them instead of trying to run away from the ones that feel uncomfortable and hold on to the ones that feel great because mm-hmm. then we're always in this push-pull seeking or resisting state mm-hmm. which ex- you know is ex- you need, yeah you need so much energy to maintain those sorts of um yeah those sorts of states so yeah I'm all about the rhythms as well
1: and I think also just you know on that note it's almost allowing yourself to change you know, it's called the change for a reason, obviously because we've changed, but allowing ourselves to change. And, you know, it, and, and that again, it's kind of breaking from the, um, um, so, so you know, the, what, it, what what does a yoga teacher look like? What does a yoga teacher do? What does um, a health coach look like? What do they do? And your rhythm in your day, your patterning in your day, allow change. If meditating in the morning for 20 minutes that you've done for the last five years doesn't work for you anymore, then don't do it. You know, if if getting on the yoga mat at a certain time or doing a certain practice doesn't work allow yourself to change you know and that's emotional mental spiritual physical in relationships to yourself to others allow yourself to change give yourself that that space that capacity to kind of go yeah you know one of my best friends she bought me a a a a one of those beautiful boxes of Chanel lipsticks for my 50th and she said Lisa it's about time you wore red lipstick (laughs) and I'm like oh my god really (gasps) I don't know whether I can wear a lip and so I'm playing with red and I used to work in fashion for a while before you know when the kids were younger I worked in fashion and I love fashion and you know textiles and materials and Gus I'm shopping in my own wardrobe again you know, I'm getting rid of stuff that doesn't work for me anymore. And it means I'm finding old things that I really love. And I'm starting to really play with my style again. Mm. And it doesn't mean I'm less spiritual. It doesn't mean I'm less of a, you know, soulful, heartful person. It's just an expression, another expression of me. And you never know, I might start wearing red lipstick. But it's all of this, isn't it? It's allowing ourselves to kind of you know let, let's just not be pigeonholed let's be yes. that that beautiful literally that beautiful um butterfly that is literally in a process of metamorphosis where we are and our wings can be as expansive as ever and they can be as glorious as multicolored or they can be the most beautiful deep blues and golds you know it's we can we can be whoever we want and that change is entirely up to our own sense of what we want to allow and how we how we can allow that to emerge
0: I love that I love that embrace that that reframe of embracing change you know there's so much freshness in change and when it's done from the heart and not to make a point obviously because that can also be a little bit uh, charged in a different way but when it's done from the heart when it's done just in that playful exploratory way like why the heck not like you said you might stop wearing red lipstick well I might pierce my ears for the first time in my life yes, like, I suddenly want big bright earrings I'm 50 <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pierce my ears <laughs> you know, it's 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 an it's expression and I feel like coming back to that word you used earlier stuck when you feel stuck mm. you know the, the the quickest route out of stuckness is really you know Well, what can I change? Even if it's just like I'm going to try drinking a different tea. I'm going to literally uh, use a different hand to brush my teeth. I mean, this you know, it can be really, really basic, simple, silly things. To you know, I'm going to dye my hair blue because I just fancy seeing you know, seeing what that's like. Um, As well as all the things we've already talked about, I think change is something we've almost forgotten how to do when we hit this age. And it's such a shame because it's where all the freshness lies and all the discovery and um, evolution lies, really. Absolutely. And I also think it's important in terms of our brain health as well.
1: You know, it's like we need to keep on keep on firing those synapses. And if we keep doing the same thing and those patterns are the same, our synapses are just going to be like doing the same old thing bring more different things in you know i started recently um river swimming wild swimming with one of my glorious best friends and oh my god the contemplation that's my meditation now i do that rather than meditate right now because it's just it teaches me everything i need at that time and we're silent when we swim and then we talk and we have a cacao afterwards that is my meditation and it's like i didn't i didn't used to do that and i know it's a thing but it's like I'm changing that and it's benefiting my body it's benefiting my mind my, my my emotions my deeper connection to nature to my sense of self my friendships bring things that are new in allow yourself to change it, mm-hmm.
0: it's so nourishing love it all I love to hear how you are harnessing the the power and potency of this of this transition that is available to all women to do the same and i wonder if you had a message for your younger self maybe your 39 or 40 year old self or to any woman that is around that age what would be your message to her to them about this phase of their life approaching
1: i would say lease trust yourself more trust yourself more um. listen, listen to yourself, consciously create connection every day, consciously create connection to yourself every day, rather than to out there, rather than plugging into out there, consciously step into um, a, deepener, a deepening connection, and that could be on your yoga mat. That could be all of what I've just said. You know, it could be taking yourself, consciously taking yourself for a walk, maybe not with the dogs. So you've got just yourself, you know, prepare a beautiful breakfast. Um, you know, get take your morning cacao or, or coffee if you're still doing coffee into the garden, onto your balcony, whatever it is, just give yourself a moment of um, spacious connection to, to yourself. And, and that's what I'd say to my younger self every day, daily, do something without guilt, without feeling um, it's selfish because that, that is an active nourishment of our nervous system. And our nervous systems not only are contagious, but they will be determining our future self. And so it's almost, you know, that, that bringing my future self to my present to present day, that future, glorious, radiant, magnetic self, her nervous system needs to be nourished. Mm-hmm. Her expression needs to be um, seen and heard and felt. And, and her voice, my voice was powerful back then, but, it, but I didn't allow it to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'd say, listen, connect, and be conscious. And we have so many tools to support a holistic journey and I'm not saying the allopathic journey isn't right. I'm just saying the lifestyle and the choices and the deepening connection that we, we, we can have with ourselves, um, I feel is pivotal. Whether you go the allopathic route, whether you go the holistic route, the conscious choices we make every day, that's all to do with nourishing ourself. So that's what I'd say to my 40-year-old self.
0: Oh, you're talking straight to my heart. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing to think about. You know, what is the message um, for those that are yet to travel? And oh, I've loved this conversation so much. You know, we could carry on, I know, for a couple of hours more. I know. <laughs> <laughs> to honor the listeners' time, maybe we'll have to come back for a round two as we evolve as well. But before we before we end, I would love um, to let everyone know where they can find you if they want to follow along with your explorations, your adventures, your creations, and also if there's anything you'd like to share about the work you do as well.
1: Oh, bless you, Gus. Well, as I said, I'm currently transitioning from, um, you know, my previous offerings to how I'm emerging into now. So holistic menopause is definitely um a vehicle that i want to um to, to bring out birth at this at this time of my life and the tools with that so the the work that i do with sound healing with crystal bowl sound healing with energy work energy flow practices to move the energy through our body and that's physical work you know tapping and moving so we're moving the lymph out of our body um and our our beautiful work with the essential oils all of this these offerings will be wrapped into the courses, the programs that are being birthed at this time. Um, my website, um, connect with me there, lisa Um, And my Instagram is lisa Pauly rise and bloom So at the moment, I, I feel I'm still in this process of um, coming out <laughs> um, because I've really needed to reconfigure myself but I'm not waiting to be perfect. I'm not waiting to be fearless. I'm going to be birthing it within the next few months. So hopefully by the time this is broadcast, your guys will have, you know, the listeners will have something to plug into, but keep close to me because they are imminent.
0: Well, the process is what it's all about as well, isn't it? So um, I'll pop all your details in the show notes too, so people can get there easily lovely lisa honey thank you a million thank yous for this conversation it's just my heart feels Mm. swelling and huge thank you so so much for your time
1: thank you gus
0: loads of love you too darling thank you so much for being here i just adore these conversations If you want to dive into this work yourself, you can head over to my website, the Portals to Becoming More You section, and have a look at the offerings that can support you in this phase. I have something amazing to unveil in the autumn, a whole reclamation journey, and you can jump on the waitlist now for that. And you can also follow along on Instagram. I'll put all the details in the show notes below. If you enjoy this conversation, please go ahead and share it with other women who need to hear it or on your feed. And I would be so grateful if you could subscribe, rate or review this podcast, as that is the best way to get these important conversations into more ears and hearts. I've loved being here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in.